probably um, in the process of having God working in your life, and um, we know because we've been there, and uh, we love God for what He does in our lives, and we love to hear God's work. So I asked Jeff to ask one of you guys to be willing to come up and share, and I think uh, David, I don't know if you know this or not, but you're the lucky guy. You guys want to welcome David? Hi, everyone. I'm David. Yeah, I didn't know I was supposed to do this until I got here, like, two minutes before the service started, so bear with me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, born and raised in California, um, just partying, drugs, alcohol, just partying, just since I was, I'd say, 14 years old. Um, kind of, I was raised Christian, but I, you know, I just went as far away from that as I could on purpose. I'd, I knew what I was doing, and I enjoyed just the party life of living in sin. Um, you know, I kind of embraced just Satan's hold on me. I just, I welcomed it in. Some sick thing, I don't know why I did, but I did. Um, just kept getting worse. I went to a rehab. It was a 12-step program um, back in California, and it didn't do anything, obviously, because I ended up back here. So um, came to Denver. Uh, started selling drugs, partying more, meeting people in the party scene, and just kept going strong in that. Um, and somehow, some way, uh, I was led here to U-turn. Um, I knew it was a God program. I knew it was based on the Lord, and I didn't like that. But I was like, hey, you know, 60 days, I can be sober, go back, keep partying, show everyone how good I was doing, just get back into it. That was just my thought process. Um, but yeah, so I just started doing this, um, I'd open up my Bible and I would just be just like hieroglyphics, it just made no sense to me, I didn't want it to make sense to me, I just kind of shut it out, um, and I would just, I'd pray, but it was just all just, my heart wasn't in it, I would just pray just to talk, just because it's what they told us to do, you know, um, I'd hear people when I first came in saying like, oh, you know, God works if you let him work, and I didn't like hearing that either. And I was just like, yeah, you know, I've heard this before or whatever. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, something just happened. Like, I just, like, a light switch kind of went on in my head and my soul. I just started feeling things. I know that has a lot to do also with just not being numb anymore with the drugs. Um, but I was just opening my heart. I was like, you know what, I might as well give it a shot. Uh, my parents just kept praying for me. Um, I just remember laying in my bed in the bunks there at U-Turn, um, and I was just really wanting to leave. I just wanted to get out of there. I just thought the whole thing was stupid. I just thought, you know, all the mindless work was just ridiculous. And I just wasn't feeling it. And I was just laying there. And I just remember I was kind of like rubbing my finger on the wall. And then all of a sudden, I just, I like spelled out, just hold on, which was really crazy. I, 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 was, I just realized what I wrote. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Kind of disregarded that whole thing. Stuck with it. Um, I was just laying in my bed another night. Um, I was just laying there, and I was still feeling like I wanted to leave. Thinking about my past, um, thinking about how the demons just got to me and just had just got a hold of me. And through all that, um, you know, I, I felt his presence back then. I didn't know it until I got to U-turn and started feeling it myself. But a thought went through my head. It was, uh, it was weird. It was like, um, didn't I not abandon you at your darkest? And it, that really got me. I started crying. Uh, I knew the baptism was coming up soon. Um, I started just reading the word more, started praying a lot, and just just I let it, I let the Holy Spirit consume me. And it was a beautiful moment. 
um, continued to happen every day. I got baptized, and that was a crazy experience. Um, it just seemed like every sermon that we would get uh, was just the right thing that I needed at the moment in time. Um, I know Chris Kroger from Castle Rock, he helped me a lot. Um, Pastor Michael Kraft over at Calvary Worship Center helped me a lot as well, just being able to relate with people, um, show that I'm not alone in this and that God's got my back. And uh, so, yeah, just, just trying to find my way, just my place in his kingdom, you know, do his ministry. And that's all I got. Yeah, I love that. Even when we're at our very darkest, God never abandoned us. And um, I know that's a message for someone here this morning, maybe for you personally or a friend or a relative or um, a family member who you know who's at a really, really dark spot. Trust and have faith that God's there with them because he is. And be praying for him because there's, there's power in prayer. Hey, I mentioned earlier it's Memorial Day. And there's a lot of you guys here who, are, who served in the military, and I know a lot of us have uh, kids who are in the military, and we have a high regard for those who serve and have served in the military here. And um, it's just an opportunity for us today to recognize that and, and to lift up um, our, our servicemen, those who have served and those who are serving, and ask for God's protection on them. And then John, who's our youth leader, John, if you want to come up, he, um, John runs our youth group, and him with, with his wife, uh, Jennifer, but John served in the military. Um, he was active duty uh, Marine. So um, <laughs> uh, John's going to just, uh, I asked him to pray for uh, our, our military, all branches, not just the Marines. Okay. He's <laughs> too tall. There we go. Let's pray together. God, we come before you right now. And Lord, before anything else, anything else we do, Lord, I want to acknowledge you as our as our Lord, our King of Kings. And God, I thank you so much for the love you have for us. I thank you so much that we can go to you in everything, even when things are the toughest, bleakest, most desperate times in our life. Those are the times we need to surrender to you because we can't walk and we can't carry on and you are carrying us. God, I thank you that we can do that, Lord. And Lord, right now on Memorial Day, I want to remember the soldiers, the Marines, the Air Force, and the Navy, those that have given their lives to men and women who have sacrificed and given the ultimate sacrifice of their life for the country. God, I, uh, I pray for the families, the family members as, as their loved one is out serving. And I know the loneliness and the, and, the, and the fear and the anger you can have almost every day because of what you're doing. God, I pray for those soldiers and those Marines and those airmen and those Navy men and women. And God, that um, they can go to you in those moments of bleakness and of darkness and of no hope. And that you could carry them even through those times when... They have to do the most hurtful things. God, thank you for the people that serve. Thank you for the families that support those that serve. Lord, in your name we pray, amen. Um, if you guys would open up your Bible to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 4 this morning is where we're at. And um, I think we're going to make it through the first 15 verses, at least I hope that we'll be able to this morning, first 15 verses of the book of, of, of Genesis chapter 4, and I'm going to read, and then I'll pray, and then we'll get into it. You can follow along. Verse 1, it says, Now Adam 
knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, verse 3, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So verse 6, the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now, Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is, your, where is Abel, your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield the strength to you. A fugitive and vagabond, you, should be, you shall be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. And the Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. Lord, God, we again, we confess and proclaim your word to be truth. God, we know that these um, records, these historical accounts have been um, placed here by the Holy Spirit so that we may learn from them, so that we may know more about you and grow in our own relationship with you and our own understanding of you. I pray, God, that you would show us your plan for our lives. God, that you would show us your goodness and your kindness again this morning. Lord, that we would know you more as a result of spending time together here with you. Thank you, God, for the opportunity we've had to worship you and to praise your name. And God, I'm reminded even as we look at Cain that <clears throat> this morning and the things that he did and how he felt and how he reacted, that, that, that it reminds me, Lord, of the fact that um, you being worthy of our praise, our worship, and our obedience is not conditional upon how we feel. You are the Lord of lords, you're the King of kings, and you're God who sits upon the throne, sovereign and all-powerful. And Lord, we come to you um, out of love and humility and out of respect this morning for who you are. We pray, God, that you would have your way, your will in our lives, and that we would again surrender to your feet, um, our plans, our desires. Lord, everything that you've placed into our hands and entrusted to us, we acknowledge, God, that we are simply stewards, that you're the master, that you're the savior. But God, we also know that you call us friend. And we thank you, God, that you brought us into this love relationship with you. Lord, that we can freely serve you um, out of the love that, that, that you've um, called us 
into that relationship that you've called us into. And I pray, Lord, that if there's anyone here this morning is struggling with that, of knowing who they are in you and, and what you have for their life and in, in, in the plans and in the future, God, I pray that you would encourage them and, and remind them that it's all good. You have good for them. They can trust in you. Lord, help us to trust in you more this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, as we, as we read through this, um, we have to consider the things that we've been reading and studying through. And, and um, if you've been here with us, you know, but context is important. And the events that we read about back in chapter 3, um, if we were to kind of summarize it, it's really the record or the historical account of Adam and Eve's disobedience to God, Right? I mean, that's what it's all about with the, the eating of the knowledge from the, the eating of the fruit of, from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. It's really this, this um, account of Adam and Eve's disobedience. But here in this next chapter, as we see and we read on, we really see in the very beginning a, a contrast. And if, if chapter 3 is truly the record of Adam and Eve's disobedience to God, then here in chapter 3, what we're really reading about in the beginning, at least, is their obedience to God. And that's significant because the Adam and Eve had done something. God had spoken a curse, but he had also spoken a promise. And, and, and Adam and Eve's reaction or response to that is important. Just like we see here with Cain and Abel, that, that their response to God's will, God's plan for their life, God's instruction, God's warning to their life is important. And, and it reminds us that God's constantly in fellowship with us. He's constantly in relationship with us. And there's times when God instructs us. There's times when God corrects us. There's times when God will rebuke us. And there's times when God disciplines us. And the way that we respond is everything. And so Eve and Adam, Adam and Eve in this situation, in this chapter, we see that their obedience is being revealed to us, specifically in that the command that God had given to be fruitful and multiply. We see their obedience being fulfilled in relationship to that command here in this chapter. In other words, even though Adam and Eve blew it, right? We talked about that a little bit last week, that God redeemed them, he restored them, and his plans for their life did not just go out the door. God still had a plan for their lives. God still used